millions of people. You are now tuned in to the Cyclones Podcast, where we focus on youth and high school basketball in and around Central Kentucky with interviews and basketball commentary from coaches, players, and basketball minds. And I'm your host, Coach Malik. Today's theme is the basketball smorgasbord. Today we're going to talk about the biggest differences between college and high school basketball at various levels. And also, what does it take to make that transition? We're also going to get into the effects the coronavirus may be having on recruiting for schools and athletes, especially those seniors who are looking at the spring and summer to kind of get their names out there. And last but not least, we're going to jump off into the current debate that's going on in regards to who is the greatest college basketball player ever. Before I introduce my guests, I would like to thank Whitaker Bank for being a sponsor of the Capital City Cyclones program. Whitaker Bank, uniquely Kentucky. Today we have Jeff Cody, head boys basketball coach of Western Hills High School here in Frankfort, Kentucky. And also we have Gordon Miles, head trainer and owner of Prototype Athletics located here in Frankfort, Kentucky. Thank both of you for, for joining me today. Um, let's, let's get right into it. Um, let's start with uh, Coach Cody. And, and the question I have is, what do you think the biggest differences are between um, the college level and the high school level? And um, you can go and speak on this to different levels if you want to. I would say uh, the biggest uh, the biggest adjustment is, is strength and speed. Um, you know, because you're in high school, you know, I know, I know from my personal standpoint in high school, you know, I was, you know, six, three and a half, six, four, predominantly played the five. But when I got, you know, four and a five, when I got to college, I played the three. But I, I also found out real quick I wasn't the strongest guy on the team, you know. And, and so it's strength, it's speed. But you're also, I mean, you're playing against guys that are 23 years old. And, you know, these, these are grown men. And, you know, and especially the upperclassmen in college, the juniors and the seniors, even from a maturity standpoint. Um, you know, in high school, there's a difference between, you know, a, a, a freshman being on varsity who's 14 years old you know, there, there's a definite, you know, that but immaturity could show sometimes. But but when you get to college, you know, everybody on that team's the best player from their rep, you know, from their respective high school. And you know, anybody that shows up immature and has a little bit of that immaturity, um, you know, it, it gets straightened out real quick. Um, you know, because I've said before, you know, one of the guys I played with uh, when when I got there, you know, he he lived in Married House. You know, he was married and. He had a son and a couple of guys were engaged. And I was like, wow, you know, this is <laughs> this whole different level. But I think the maturity, I think strength, I think, you know, speed. Um, and that's all levels, you know, um, NAI and, and a lot of guys sometimes will, will they'll look at college and, and they'll kind of snub their nose a little bit at NAI. But I'm going to tell you what, NAI guys can play. And yeah. it's a physical brand of it's a physical brand of basketball, and um, you know, and I always tell my guys, you know, that that talk about playing at the next level. I say, look, you know, go to an NAI open gym. I was like, I'll get you in one. 
and you dominate, then come back to me and then we'll move up a level. And I, and I don't, and I don't think they realize, you know, the, the level of ball that's, that's even played at NAIA. And then now you start talking about division one um, years ago, probably about 2007, I had the opportunity to, to work a Bruce Pearl camp now at the University of Tennessee. And he was talking about uh, division one players. And he was talking about really, you know, to, to be a D one player, you, you basically as a freshman in high school, like you, you, almost need to be the best player and the dominant player on your team as a freshman in high school. And, you know, it's just, it's just a different level. And I don't think, I don't think a lot of people really realize that how, I mean, what a D one athlete, you know, looks like, you know, coach miles. And I know he could probably speak more on that, um, um, you know, through, through training and so forth, but you know, D one's a, it's a whole different beast. Um, Give me your take on that, Gordon, because I know in, in working with you, not only have I seen you train um, potential D1 athletes, but I've also seen you train pro athletes as well. So give me your take mm -hmm. on the, the biggest differences that you feel is between the high school and the college level. Uh, man, I would definitely agree with Coach Cody and what he said. The strength and the speed are on another level. Uh, you're talking about guys who've been lifting weights, doing agility training, doing speed training, and just working on their overall craft for about three or four years at another level. Uh, that's one thing that comes along with being in college. I would say everything that Coach Cody said, and I would just add discipline to that because the discipline has to be there in order for you to be able to succeed. I'm going to add to that. I think, you know, the biggest difference is, um, one, the speed of the game. You know, I think uh, for a lot of freshmen, them going to that level, depending on what type of high school they came out of and what type of system they came out of. Because a lot of high schools in, in our area, they'll slow it down on you quick, you know. Mm -hmm. But a lot of college teams play up-tempo. They recruit for players to come in up-tempo, and they play up-tempo. Um, and I think the second thing that I think is the biggest difference is the level of competition. Um, you, you can be the best player in Kentucky. I've seen some of the better players come out of our state and um, go to an NAIA level and, and struggle there. So, you know, there is a, a difference. And I think the, the sooner that our young athletes understand this difference, the better off they're going to be. And I think that takes us into the second part of the question, which is, um, and we'll start with you, um, Gordon, on this one. How do we, okay. how do we get them ready? for that transition? Uh, what I figured out is, first of all, you have to be dealing with an individual who wants it for themselves. Uh, you can't actually, you know, and as much as dad may want it, as much as mom may want it, as much as the talent may be there, if you're not willing to put in the work and you're not willing to, you know, uh, do the things that are necessary for you to be successful uh, in that atmosphere, then you actually don't have a chance. If you can't make it to class, if you can't get up for those workouts, if you can't, uh, you know, stick to the schedule and be disciplined, everybody can play like we've all three just already talked about. Everybody at that level already can play. So the little things are what you have to do in order to get yourself ahead and for some people just in order to survive. Um, and, and what would you add to that, Coach Cody, in regards to, because I know that probably yearly you have a junior or senior coming to you saying, coach, I want to go play um, ball at the next level. So how do you transition them to be able to play at that next level? 
Well, it's like, like Coach Miles just said, you know, first of all, they, they, you have to love it to, to play at the next level. Um, you know, and I, and, and I always kind of tell them, like, look, you know, if you can't take me getting on you, then, you know, it's going to be a lot difficult at the next level. But I also tell them as well, and, and like he, like, you know, like, like Coach Miles just said, is that uh, it, it, there's, it's one thing for a parent to say, man, I'd love for my son to go to college. Well, the parent, like, you know, like he said, the parent's not going, you know, it, it's the kid. And they have to, I mean, they have to want it because like he said, discipline and, and you're waking up, you know, you got to get yourself up for class. You got to go to class and you got to go to the individual workouts and you got to go to study hall and you got to go to team meetings and you got to go to practice and then you got to go more study hall later tonight. You got to do it all again the next day. And so there's a lot of stuff that, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to say, you know, that you're going to sacrifice, you know, some of that, what some people say a college experience. But the, the, like I tell my own son, um, the biggest thing I, that, that once I finished playing in college, what I missed most was just the camaraderie. And I, and I tell my guys that. I said, you know, you guys, if you go on and play at the next level, you know, you have friends in high school, but at that next level, those are the guys really who you're going to, the rest of your life, who you're going to kind of be, be attached to in terms of, of friendship. But really you just you got to love it and and sometimes though you do have to tell kids you know like hey man you know you you really can't handle the ball that well if you're left hand so and you're not working on it you know so how are you going to get to the next level then if you're not going to put in if if the only time you you work on ball handling or, or shooting is where you're in the gym with me for two hours a day then you're not going to make it the next level i mean you you got to put the work in on your own also and, and to add to that, I, I think f for me, when, when I'm looking at um, how to get a kid, you know, that may be deservingly to play on that level, how to get them there, um, the first thing I go to is their weaknesses. I, I have to expose them and be critical in regards to their weaknesses. In, in regards to the way I see it and how I've seen um, kids move on to the next level. So once I approach them with that, if there's not, if they're reluctant to accept that, I pretty much know where I stand at in regards to if they're going to be successful at the next level, because it's extremely right. critical when you get there. Right. Absolutely. Um, this will be a time that I usually give a shout out to a local athlete that we are watching around the community. And we're going to call this segment watching with you watching you, I'm sorry, since this coronavirus has put a halt on the spring sports, I would like to give a shout out to all athletes who have had their seasons cut short. Keep your heads up and stay safe out there. So now we're going to move on to the next topic. And let's, let's start with Coach Miles on this one. Um, okay. The effects of the coronavirus um, has put a strain on everything. So, and, and when we look at it from a basketball perspective, this definitely has some type of impact on recruiting for schools and athletes. So the first part of that um, question is, you know, what impact do you think it's had on schools, one, and athletes for two? Uh, definitely a, a huge impact on both of them. Uh, I, it's, this, is, this thing is new for everybody. 
in every process. I think you've seen that uh, with our own federal and state government. Same thing with basketball. Everybody's trying to come up with a new way, uh, a new method as on the recruiting process, man. This is huge, man. I've uh, even talked to some college coaches who have said that wherever they are in their recruiting process is pretty much where they're going to stay. So the class of 2020 and the class of 2021, pretty much who they've already had a look at and the kids that they're interested in, uh, they're just going to go even harder at those kids because they don't have another outlet to actually see um, the other prospects uh, with their own eyes. Uh, now in July, we're hoping that something happens and we're able to get in the gym maybe by, uh, by then and the, the kids can have a few events. But even then, we're probably looking at coaches having to Skype that or, or you know, see it from another platform. So this thing is huge, man. It's, it's going to affect everybody big time. And, and Coach Cody, um, what, what is your take on the impact? And, and I know that it's probably different for you since you are coaching high school basketball. Um, I, I'm not sure the numbers that you send off to school every year, but I'm, I'm sure that you've had contact with um, college coaches and players that this has impacted. Yeah, it's uh, like Coach Miles said. It's uh, you know we're we're kind of out of new in new territory here and how to deal with this. Um, especially you know this past week we would have been in what would be our second week of of our preseason lifting and conditioning and it's so what I did for my guys is uh, you know they all have Chromebooks uh, through the school so we uh, I set up a, a Google Classroom page for basketball and I've been posting workouts. Um, they don't have to have equipment, you know, it's just straight body weight exercises and, and ball, you know, put a ball, hand, I said, ball handling exercises. I said, you got a driveway, you got a street in front of your house, you can be out there ball handling. But in terms of the next level, you know, I, I talked actually to a, to a kid uh, this afternoon, one of my players, you know, and, 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 you know, I said, Hey, I'll keep working for you, man. Uh, you know, that's my job as the coach. I, you know, it's, that's part of it is, is to, to try to help these guys get to the next level. But, um, you know, there's usually a big spring showcase in Louisville where kids can go and, and, you know, they have a bunch of college coaches come in. Of course, that's canceled. And and it's just – it's tough. Um, and like Coach Miles said, you know, some of them are getting to a point where it's just kind of this is what we got. So we're just going to go ahead and roll with it. And, you know, who knows when everything's going to open up. I, I, I hope that – you know, maybe we could get a few games in June, but uh, you know, who knows at this point? But uh, but I think it's been difficult, you know, especially for for those guys, you know, those seniors that might be just just under the radar that that could uh, you know go to a showcase event like the one up in Louisville and get noticed and, and get an opportunity. So yeah, it's 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 been difficult, and and my heart goes out to those to those kids. You know, it's uh. Like I said, it's a new territory. But I think for underclassmen, juniors, you know, sophomores, you know, if, if you can play, um, you know, they're going to they're gonna find you. Um, that, that brings up an interesting point um, in, in regards to the seniors. Because – and what I find to be interesting is when you're in college, you can gain an extra year. Cancel the spring. No, no worry about it. Finish your – schooling and come back and get you a year of athletics can't do that in high school true you know yeah. so for for those seniors um 
who were wanting to use the spring in the summer as a springboard to, to maybe put themselves in a, in a better light. I think the impact for them is huge. Um, now, I'm just speaking on the athletic side of things, but let's be honest, you know, a, a lot of these kids that are pursuing athletics um, to the degree in which we're, which we're talking about, they're looking for that scholarship because that is probably the biggest way that they're going to go to college. Right. And I'll take it even, I'll look at it from another point too, since, you know, I'm in the school building every day as a teacher and, you know, each teacher has a, has a class that they, that they work with or, you know, a sponsor. So, so I have a senior homeroom, so I'm a senior class sponsor. And, you know, part of that senior prom, you know, graduation, even, even, th even little things like that, you know, you were talking a while ago, you know, part of the question was the effect on the school. Um, you know, so even seniors that, you know, you've, they've waited since they were in seventh grade to have a senior prom. And, and now, you know, that's, you know, who knows if that's going to happen. So the chances of uh, missing out on so much, even just from a, from a social and academic standpoint as well is, is huge. Um, Gordon, what, what process would you take in regards to a, let's, let's just use a basketball player for an example, who, who you have been working with and you knew were on the cusp of maybe getting into school somewhere and we come out of this, what, what type of training plan would you put together for them? Uh, coming out of this, uh, well, while we're in this, I definitely uh, would suggest that they are not just sitting around, of course. Uh, the main thing that I would work on while we're in quarantine is my body. So all of my, uh, every, everybody who I train, all my clients, uh, like Coach said, uh, I'm sending over workouts for them to do on their free time, for them to do on their own, uh, trying to get those uh, chest muscles a little bit bigger, trying to get those arms toned so we look like the Division One or Division Two or even NAIA basketball players. And then on top of that, man, when we get back, it's going to be full steam ahead, man. We're going to be trying to get in shape. We're going to be trying to ball handle heavy. We're going to be trying to get back in the game, situation, uh, game situational stuff to get our minds back going. Uh, so, so when we get out, man, it's going to be uh, hell on wheels. Coach, would you like to add anything to that in regards to your – what would be your primary focus in regards to taking advantage of what – remainder of the summer that you have I think you hit on the head you know just taking care of your body because um, you know it's it's easy you know I can post and I, and I told my guys this last week in a, in a message I said I could post it and you could text me every day and saying you're you're doing it but the telltale sign will be is when we come back together and we start going up and down the floor that'll show right there whether or not you've been doing so this, there's there's got to be a self-discipline edge to this. And this goes back, I think, to your first question, even even whether or not they want to play college ball. You know, some guys, they're good high school players, and they have no desire to play at the next level, but they give it everything they got while they're in high school. And I played with, with a couple guys like that. But um, but they were willing to – they had that self-discipline. So I tell my guys, look, you know, you got you got to discipline yourself. And it, it's even uh, – we were watching – me and my – so hey, we were watching something that was on Ray Lewis and he started talking about when he was when he was a youngster and he just started working out. I think his seventh or eighth grade one is when he was watching TV, whenever a commercial would come on, he would just drop down and just start doing push ups the entire time commercials were on. 
and then the show will come on, he'd watch it, and then the show would go off, and then he'd do setups through the next commercial set. I mean, you know, just every every little thing, you know, helps. But I, I think just the self-discipline of like, look, if you wanted, if you, you know, we always say to my guys, hey, if you want what you never had, you got to do what you never done. So get this self-discipline. So we're going to move into topic number three, and this has been a, uh debate that's been going on for the past social couple of weeks on social media. I've seen it on Twitter. I think I, Twitter was the um, where I really located that. And I said, man, let's jump into this debate. I want a piece of this. So, so the question is, and, and we're going to start with Jeff Cody. Coach Cody, we're going to start with you. Who, <laughs> in your opinion, is the greatest college basketball player ever? The greatest college basketball player ever. Man, there's so many. Um, well, of course, you you go – I mean, you go with Kareem and, and Pistol Pete and, and, you know, Bill Walton had an unbelievable college career. But I always – you know, I'll just take it from from who I've seen play. And I, and I know there's probably – you know, like I said, I know Kareem's – he's probably at the top and Bill Walton. But, but the – in my lifetime, 44 years of life, who I've seen play, the best that I've seen. I, I'm I'm going with Leitner, and I know it's not popular, but man, he you know back to back championships. You know he was a winner, and he competed hard. So, just I'm just going on my life. That's who I say. What about yourself, Gordon? Uh, you know, it, like Coach said, it is a it's a bunch of guys that you could choose from, man. It's a bunch of guys that had great careers. First one that comes to my mind in uh, my lifetime that I've actually seen is uh, Kimball Walker. He's a guy that just absolutely ran through the NCAA tournament, made every big play you could possibly make, uh, you know, in the Big East tournament and the NCAA tournament and just killed, you know, pretty much the college scene. Uh, Leitner, like he mentioned, man, one of them guys whose stats don't lie. He played on the uh, uh, on the dream team. Uh, that that wasn't an accident. He was that good. So uh, I could have went with him too. But my guy and uh, w- one of the only guys I think that you could even compare to Michael Jordan as far as the domination standpoint of being the best player ever is Kareem. So I went with Kareem, man. Three uh, national championships, three uh, player of the year awards and three national championship MVPs. I, I, I just, that's complete dominance to me. And I, I, I held him as my number one. Um, I'm going to comment on coach Cody's first. And, and I think I'm not going to disagree in regards to Christian Leitner being up there because I think from a college basketball perspective, yeah, he, he would have to be up there. Now, you take away anything he done in the pros or anything he didn't do in the pros, you know, that don't go into the mix. But from a standpoint of um, greatest of all time, you know, I, I think a lot comes with that title. And, and I think that title has to be earned. And, and a lot of these players that are getting these um, credits for being the best ever, they ain't earned that, you know. But I'm telling you that Jabbar, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar earned it. You know, not only was he the the most dominant high school basketball player ever, and uh, and I think that's a consensus on that. It's not argued. Um, he was the most dominant um, college basketball player ever. 
and he was the most prolific scorer in NBA history. That's a pretty good resume. And I'm going to put the icing on the cake right here and say there has never been another basketball player that I can think of, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, that has had a rule put in place because he was so good. They outlawed yeah. the dunk because of Lou Alcindor. Now, if that right. ain't telling you the sheer dominance of this individual, then nothing can tell you. Now, with that, being, right, with that being said, I would like to thank um, both my guests for joining us today. Coach Cody for joining us, taking time out of his day. And I would also like to thank Coach Gordon for taking time out of his day. Um, I'd like to allow each individual, let's start with Coach Cody, to, um, to wrap up. I, I just appreciate you having me. You know, I enjoy, enjoy talking basketball anytime I can. And I certainly, you know, what you and, and, and Coach Miles do, you know, y'all do a great job. And, and I have a lot of respect for both of you guys uh, tremendously. And uh, um, like I said, I, I love talking basketball and, and I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity. And for me, I just want to say thank you too, Malik. Thank you for having me, man. Coach Cody, thanks for being on with us. Of course, uh, last couple words, man, during this quarantine and while everything's going on, stay focused on your family. Stay focused on uh, the things that you can control. That's your body. If you're an athlete, that's your mind and your soul, you know, according to everybody else. Once again, thanks everyone out there listening and please subscribe if you would like more content like this. And also don't forget to go and check out the YouTube channel um, for Jeff Cody, Western Hills High School, for Gordon Miles, Prototype Athletics. I'm Coach Malik, Cyclones Podcast.